Hello, you're listening to the Slow American English Podcast with Colleen. The goal of this podcast is to entertain you while boosting your English vocabulary. I will talk about a variety of topics, so sit back, relax, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, lately I've been feeling nostalgic, and as I wait patiently for the next season of Stranger Things to come out on Netflix, I've been thinking about the 1980s, specifically about toys in the 1980s. I was a kid during this decade, and I feel like toys back then were just so much more fun than they are now. So I thought I would talk about some of my favorite toys from that decade. First, I think my favorite toy I actually owned was my Cabbage Patch Kid doll. I got it for Christmas when I was seven, I think. Do you guys remember these? They were those dolls that grew from a cabbage plant, and each one came with a birth certificate, and its butt was signed by the creator, Xavier Roberts. They had fancy clothes, soft, squishy bodies, and that weird little nose. (laughs) I loved this doll. We didn't have much when I was a kid, so it was rare that I got a brand new toy all to myself. Most of the toys I owned were previously one of my older siblings or cousins that they didn't want anymore. So for probably a year, this doll went with me everywhere. Fun fact, there is a Babyland General Hospital located in Cleveland, Georgia, that is basically a Cabbage Patch Kids store and museum. It's a little creepy though, because they have a Cabbage Patch with dolls poking out of the cabbages. I don't know why, but It reminded me so much of a horror movie when I saw it. (laughs) They have a little hospital where the Cabbage Patch Kids are born. Um, It's cute, but it's sort of in the middle of nowhere. I wouldn't recommend a visit unless you happen to be in the area. Next, my brothers always had a bunch of those tiny little G.I. Joe toys that I think they inherited from an older cousin of ours. They were little soldiers about the size of your hands. You could move their arms and legs and they came with different accessories like different guns and weapons or vehicles. Kind of like a miniature Barbie doll, but for boys. They were probably a hundred different G.I. Joe guys, and they had a theme song. (laughs) Something like, G.I. Joe, the real American hero, 
G.I. Joe is there. (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) I remember always wanting to play with them with my brothers, but they were off limits for me. (laughs) Another toy that I remembered that I really wanted was a skip it. The skip it was a plastic ball on the end of a strip that attached to your ankle. So you would put it around your ankle and then swing it around and you would jump over the ball with the other foot. Um, I'll put some photos on Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about. But seriously, this thing was so fun. You could have competitions with your friends to see how long you could skip it without tripping or catching your foot on the plastic strip. (laughs) Some kids even thought up little dance routines using them. Uh, All my friends had them, so I did get to use it a few times, but it's one of those toys I always wanted and never got. The next toy that I have to mention is the Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> Man, did I love this Etch-A-Sketch. It was a square flat screen similar to maybe the size of an iPad uh, with two little knobs on the two bottom corners. You could use these knobs to draw pictures, but it wasn't actually drawing. I have no idea how it worked, but it was kind of difficult to make a picture because these two knobs would only allow you to move up and down or left and right. So you had to make the knobs work together to make a diagonal line or a curve. But the best part was if you messed up your drawing or someone else wanted a turn, you just take the Etch-A-Sketch and you shook it and it would magically clear the screen of anything previously drawn on it. I remember many times having to wait my turn to play with it because my older brothers were always drawing masterpieces. Another super fun toy was Mr. Potato Head. This was basically a head in the shape of a potato. It was hollow and inside was a compartment for all of his parts. He had different eyes, nose, mouth, and ear options, plus accessories like glasses, hats, and shoes. You could take him apart and build him back up 20 different ways. Actually, now that I think about it, this toy was only fun for a few minutes. (laughs) Once you change his face a couple of times, that's pretty much all you wanted to do with it. (laughs) Okay, so one of my favorite toys of my entire childhood was Play-Doh. Play-Doh was so much fun. It was a sort of soft clay that you could mold and shape into anything you wanted. It came in every color you could want, 
and I could literally play with it for hours. I made crazy colored snowmen, horses, cookies and pies, butterflies, and anything else I could think of. I remember one time we found a used Play-Doh factory at a garage sale. I begged my mom for it and she bought it for us. With the Play-Doh factory, you could put the clay through a press that would squeeze out like spaghetti. <laughs> it had a lot of different pieces that would let you make different shapes of things like stars, hearts, all kinds of animals and foods. I made a spaghetti dinner for my grandpa one time <laughs> out of Play-Doh. There was only one problem with Play-Doh though. If you didn't put the dough back into the container and close the lid properly, it would dry out and be unusable. Also, my siblings were always mixing the colors and eventually all of the colors were a brown mixture. <laughs> I think my personality is a little bit type A, so I couldn't stand it when they would put the wrong colors away in the wrong containers, and then they would mix the colors in the same container. Oh. <laughs> the next toy on my list is a pogo ball. I don't think we ever had one of these, but I always thought it was so cool. It was a ball with a plastic ring around it, and you would sort of balance yourself by standing on the ring and squeezing the top of the ball between your feet, and then you would basically bounce on the ball. <laughs> it was similar to a pogo stick, but it was just a ball with a ring around it. I remember at parties and get-togethers, there would be pogo ball races, but most of the time someone would fall and get hurt. <laughs> so maybe they weren't the safest toy, but it was pretty fun if you ever got the hang of it. <laughs> Another awesome toy was the Light Bright. This was a black box with a sort of screen over it and a light inside. It came with a bunch of little colored pegs and you would stick these pegs into the screen and make a picture. And once you were done, you would turn the light on in the box and it would make the pegs glow. I always liked to watch my brother Scott make pictures on it. He is an artist and he always had artistic abilities even as a kid. So he would make the coolest pictures. Actually, an embarrassing story of when Scott and I were teenagers, we made a song about Lightbright. <laughs> it was really stupid. Uh, he played the guitar and we both sang and actually recorded it on his stereo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that tape was destroyed soon afterwards. <laughs> the next toy I really liked was Lincoln Logs. These were wooden logs that had little notches in them so you could 
stack the logs together and build things. The logs were all different sizes and you could make a log cabin or a barn or a house or any kind of structure. I remember we had some plastic toy horses and we would use the Lincoln logs to build fences surrounding them. The worst part about playing with Lincoln logs was building a spectacular masterpiece. And then your little brother or sister decides to smash it to pieces just as you're putting on the last log. <laughs> okay, I can't make a podcast about 80s toys without including the Rubik's Cube. The Rubik's Cube was a small black cube with nine small colored squares on each side. You can twist the cube and try to get all of the same color on each side of the cube. It was always so frustrating to try to solve it. I don't think I ever did, but it was kind of fun to try. I know that now there are a lot of videos on YouTube with instructions on how to solve the Rubik's Cube, but that just goes to show you how much of a frustration it was, but it was all still fun. So that is my list of my favorite 80s toys. I don't know if all of these toys were available in other countries, but I would love to know which ones you've heard of or played with, or if there's a popular 80s toy from your country, I would love to see that too. So send me a message and tell me about it. I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Colleen. If you would like to give any feedback regarding the episode you just heard or any suggestions for future episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at slowamericanenglish at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at slowamericanenglish. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening.